What's up, baseball world? Welcome along to another edition of Jay's Talk with Jay. As you can tell by my tone, I am pissed off. Um, I don't swear often, and I will probably beat that out afterwards, but I have to say I can't take much more of this shit. It's, it's bad. It's bad on a numerous amount of levels. However, we're going to be realistic, and we're going to try and throw all of the facts on the table we are going to address what happened last night. Yes, we lost to the Yankees. No, I don't think we should have lost. Um, and the MLB umpires are all Stevie Wonder in disguise. I am joined by Blue Jay Center, head honcho Rob, along with our Kings of Trivia champ, Sheldon. Boys, how you doing? Please don't say you're good because I think you'll be lying. Oh, my good at all, Jay. That... Intro that you gave us is perfect encapsulation of how we're feeling. Everyone's depressed. The sky's falling down. I said on the live stream, everything sucks, man. And I agree. I can't take any more of this shit either. <laughs> I think you both summed it up. And I also got the vaccine, so I'm like half groggy. So I did kind of fall asleep during that Gladi Grove slide. So I have I'm been trying to catch it on replays, but yeah. oh no. You don't have you don't have to sugarcoat it, man. You were cheering. You're wearing your Yankee cap. You were sitting in your living room. Come on, man. Let's be honest. Well, look, I got Derek Cole in my pool, so yeah, whatever he did was good for me. Um, after that, you know, I think okay. everybody knows what I think. <laughs> okay, let's 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 address the big issue. I think the big the, there's two big issues. One is what happened last night. I think two is the overall fact that the Jays are now just sitting in it at an even 500 which is probably something we didn't envisage probably going back to the weekend obviously another game to play tonight in a couple of hours um it's it's not looking good and it's not looking good i don't think it's i don't think it's an offense thing look you're not going to go and score 10 12 15 18 runs against the Garrett Cole it's not going to happen um, and I thought that we hit when we were meant to hit. We we get two men on base, no outs in the ninth. It's a game we can still win against an ace closer like Chapman. I think that if the if the umpire calls go our way, we we at least take that to extra innings. Yeah, I That's think um, I think in a vacuum. Overall, like, yeah, you lose one game to, to a, a team that for eight innings had Garrett Cole and for the ninth inning had a role to Chapman. So you're not going to score a lot of runs. That much is obvious. I think to me, the frustration comes from one, the accumulation of losses, because this is not the first heartbreaker that we've had. It seems that almost every other day we're losing a game that we can all agree we should have won. But also the fact that you got runners on third and second with nobody out. All you got to do is find a nice poke in the outfield. You win that game. All you need is CD Buck or CB Buckner to make the right call and the right call twice, really, because you talk about the Vladdy play at third base that was called out in the field that I initially thought he might've been out, but on the replay, when you kind of freeze frame it, it appears he might've gotten that hand in there. And also the, obviously the foul, the non-foul tip off the bat of Lourdes Gurriel Jr., which costed them again. So I think the frustration is mounting from these accumulated losses and the fact that they just find new ways to lose in heartbreaking fashion. It's, it's tough to watch right now. I got nothing. 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, they should be six. They should they should be on a six game winning streak. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not gonna hate it. The bullpen failed. Um, to a, actually, let me re, let me retract that. The bullpen has been struggling. Um, nobody expected Edwards to go out there, you know, get injured the way he did. Uh, Dolis as well. So I mean, the bullpen is hurting. Uh, they. They don't have any quality arms in there right now. And that's not a slight against the guys they have. They just, they, they shouldn't be there at the moment. Um, so so, so you're saying that Patrick Murphy's not our savior then? I'm saying that Patrick Murphy is not our savior. Um, I bet you know what, maybe, who knows? Like uh, anything is possible, right? Um, but uh, there's a, I mean, I've been critical of Charlie, um, but these last six games, man, like, I don't know. If I was, I don't know what to, I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, I put a guy out there and he gets hurt. Like you can't foresee that, and it's, it's struggling. I think we we caught the inter, uh, the interview that he had where he, you know, dropped the f bomb. Um, it is frustrating for for him, no no doubt. Uh, but also to a degree, Charlie needs to take some of his blame too. Um, it's not he's not totally absolved from it. He does need to take some of it, but at the same time, he does have his hands tied. He there. The reinforcements that are coming aren't really helping out right at the moment. I mean, is Nate Pearson our savior? I, I don't know. I, um, and the game last night, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, how, how New York make certain calls and, and it's clear to everybody that it should have been the other way and they stick to it and they say it's this call and this is what they're going with. Um. You know, my opinion on Major League Baseball and their management system is one thing. So, I'll yeah, that's that. a, that's a whole episode on its own, really, isn't it? I think we've we've discussed that before. Um, do do the umpires lose integrity because it was the Yankees? And I'm not I'm not saying that MLB because it goes to New York and it's against the Yankees. No, oh, do you know what I am saying? That like, is it because it's the Yankees that both of them, both of them decisions went against us? No, I think the reason why both decisions went against us is, uh, I don't know if this is, could be a very unpopular take, but I'm going to go with instant reaction from both players in that situation. And one, the Vladdy Guerrero play at third, where he gets tagged out, and it looked like he may have been safe. I think the reaction really gave it away. You look at him. Just after the play ended, his head's down. He's like smacking the ground. Like to me, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, so he's out because there's no, no reason but, to watch uh, it. Yeah, but hang on. Let me just stop you there because I actually yeah. thought he smacked the ground because he was pissed off because he got called out. Usually in that situation, when that would happen, the guy would point to the dugout. He would just go all kinds of crazy. To me, like the, the reaction that I got seemed that he thought he was out. I reckon that, I'm, I think I'm better at reading people than you are. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Rob on this one. Not because right. he's the Blue Jay Center guy. Whatever. Listen, you, you keep on sitting in front of that green screen and just listen to listen to listen to some pop chop here, man. There's no there's no green, there's no green <laughs> screen here. Um we have seen Vladdy when he thinks he's safe react the way he reacts. Uh and he immediately starts pointing to the dugout. Uh, from what I saw in the highlights, he thought the way his reaction kind of told me that he got nailed at third, that he was out. I have my take on it. Just, just let me start. I have, before you continue, I have my take on it. My take is, is that the umpire was eager 
to call him out. And I think that that was part of the problem. If you watch the umpire, it makes the scenario a little bit different. Now, you can't watch it while we're on now. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish I had the ability to bring it up on screen to do that. But every time I do, I get a strike against my uh, account. So I'm staying away from it. Maybe I'll draw something again like I did before. But <laughs> if you watch it, if you go back and watch it and you see, it's like he's ready to call it out straight away. And I think that that's part of the problem. Um, and because they go with the umpire's decision, if they don't think, again, we've gone back to it. You can see clear daylight when his hand is on the bag. And that for me is, is where I'm struggling because I just, I just feel that I will say, I think that Vladdy will come out tonight and he's going to probably hit three home runs because he is pissed. Yeah, he, gets he, he gets that motivation. It's uh, we've seen him get motivated after a tough loss. So um, hopefully it's good. You know, hopefully he does come out and just, you know, does what he does, but I'm going to give you guys a, a very unpopular um, opinion on it. Uh, on what we were seeing last night. If you take a look at Garrett Cole and he threw two pitches to Kevin Biggio, I think it was in his first at bat and it looked like it got the strike zone. It looked like, anyway, you could even say, okay, well maybe it's 50, 50, but I know what you're and, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The ones that were outside. Yeah. Yeah. And Cole's reaction was that was, that was a strike and he didn't really make a, a demonstrative reaction, but it was like, you could have seen the body language. Cause he turned around. Yeah. 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 Um, now we have, we know for a fact that umpires will try and do a makeup call somewhere later in the game. Now I know Ralph's kind of shaking his head, mm, yeah. not sure, but, but they I left wouldn't it be seven innings. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, the way baseball is right now and the, how baseball is being targeted with everything that's been going on with the cheating scandal, spider attack, you name it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the umpires, Gave that one to the gave that one to the Yankees. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised anymore with with some of the calls that goes on. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if someone turned around and told me that uh, baseball players are taking a new type of HGH that can't be detected. I'm not surprised anymore by anything that goes on in baseball. And I know we're kind of going off topic, but I would blame baseball management for that. I would blame the top tier commissioner all the way down. So that's my unpopular take on it. I know you know it's going to cause some discussion, but. Uh, you know, last night was, I think, the way we're all reacting to it right now, this is frustrating. This is frustrating for the fans. Um, we know for a fact that we should be, like, 6-0. We know for a fact that we should have won all the games in Boston, in Boston and we should have beaten New York twice. And the fact that they're not doing it, and, of course, I you know a lot of people are pointing the finger at Charlie, pointing the finger at the bullpen, pointing the finger at Panic pointing the finger at Stripling for you, pointing the finger at Panic, and, you know, the whole the whole thing. Everything's uh, kind of getting everything. Everything is everything's right. come to everything has come to a head right now, and every little thing is going to get blown incredibly out of proportion. Um, it's tough to watch these guys lose the way they're losing, but we do know that somewhere later on in the season, they're going to start doing game, playing games where they're either winning these type of games or they're just absolutely blowing away teams. And we may not even remember what happened here with the New York Yankees. Unless the, the Sheldon, yeah. the Sheldon, let me just interrupt you there. It's like, no, you right cannot now, interrupt so, me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, exactly. the source of this problem right now, source of the problem right now is easily the bullpen. And you want to say, well, you know, 
when you lose one run games, it's kind of mm-hmm. you know bad luck. You win some, you lose some. But it seems that if this is going to be your bullpen moving forward. You're going to lose a lot more of these games than you're going to win because no matter who we're going to face from now on, it seems that our bullpen <laughs> is That's true. always I, I, the worst, or worst one of the two. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal uh, a J thing here and say that um, this team, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Jays make a move to get a couple of bullpen arms. Um, unless they're thinking Hatch and Pearson are going to help them. I, I don't, I don't know what their mentality is, but uh, Shapiro and Atkins for everything that we criticize them for and everything we praise them for, I'm pretty sure they have a pulse on what's going on here in Toronto with the fans and the reaction. And if it's true that they're coming back to Toronto to play, I think they want to do something and it doesn't have to be a major move. I think we're all thinking major moves. I don't think it has to be a major move. It could be two dependable arms. Michael Givens uh, from Colorado, a dependable arm. I even went so far as to say Kyle Freeland from Colorado, a left-handed arm. He's gotten, he's gotten a few, I think he's got seven games in. He's got a 90 RA. He might be, he might be attainable. Could those two guys help the, the bullpen? Possibly. Um, then you got to factor in how is Charlie going to use them? That's another thing we got to look at. But, uh, for the Jays to be where they are at 33 and 33, I think they are right now. They're 500. Um, yes, they could have been 40 and something. Um, they could have been right behind Tampa. 27. Uh, 40. Oh, thank you. Good math. Yeah, I know. Eh? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He should be on Kings of Trivia, too. <laughs> um, you know what? It's, we've all, you and I have spoken about it a few times. They're just one hot streak away from getting to the top of the standings. And they haven't really had a hot streak. But it's so, going to be some kind of hot streak now. They're like eight and a half games or something behind. Well, I, they've I got... said 10 was the magic number. If it gets to 10, we're in trouble. Well, I think we got Baltimore, Miami, Baltimore, Baltimore yeah. Seattle. and Seattle. That's 11 games, if I'm not mistaken. The Jays can easily post a 9-2 and two record. Easily. Can they, uh, though? Well, with this bullpen, I mean, if, don't forget too. It's like you're, we're assuming that we play these teams mm-hmm. and it's going to be a, a ten nothing game in the sixth inning. We don't have to worry about. No, the I, I, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, they, I think they could. I think their offense. I mean, let's be honest; those pitching staffs are not that good. No, they're and not. They're not. So I think the offense will carry them. To I'm predicting a nine and two record. I hope I'm right. I really hope I'm right. Um, and that will be more than enough to kind of catapult them back into. <laughs> Your predictions have been terrible recently. So... Yeah, I know they've been off. They've been way off. Oh, actually, no, I was right about Stripling, man. I said Stripling was going to go. That's true. And... Yeah, see, yeah, I'm giving credit for that one. Yeah, everybody else was against Stripling when I said, "No, Stripling's going to pitch well," and he did pitch well. Rather than the Sanchez, he's been, he's been he good since then. To be fair, he's yeah. he's kind of really turned the corner. Um, um, yeah, but like I said, it's it's frustrating for all of us. When so you your, say your, predict, your predictions are like, oh, I'm I'm playing the math. Like this one's got to be right. This one's got to be yeah. right. You know, <laughs> you're gonna keep me wrong. It's only it's only right that this next one's gonna be accurate. <laughs> Nasty record. That's what I'm predicting. Just quickly, I know that you say that you you think. I I have come to the conclusion, regardless of whether they come back to Toronto, because I you I think they're gonna weigh up whether coming back to Toronto with no fans is better than staying in Buffalo with fans. I think that's what they have to, they have to weigh up. But I think that regardless of either scenario, where, wherever they end up playing, 
I think they're going to pull the trigger, and I think it's going to be probably next week. Some a trade, yeah. A I, trade? Think, I think something's going to happen within the next week. I tell you why. I don't think they want to put Hatch and Pearson, because think about it. If they put Hatch and Pearson in the bullpen and somebody else goes down injured, which is very, let's face it, it's likely, right? It's likely someone else could go down at any point because I'm surprised Charlie hasn't gone on the IL. Like he, he walked out to the, he walked out to the umpires yesterday. He could have pulled a hamstring or anything like um, this. That's the way our luck's kind of gone this year. Something tells me that it's right what you say. I think I think that Atkins and Shapiro have probably seen what the reaction's been. They've probably been looking already, leave it to the last few days. They're probably at a point now where they probably think we're going to lose the fans here if we don't do something quickly. And that's how I would be looking at it if I was... It happens with the football over here the crowd have a have a big say in what happens and and, and the, the the baseball community in Canada is one team. Yeah. They kind of have to keep everyone on side because what they don't want to do is end up with a team that's hitting four hundred ball. What's what happens when they do start getting fans back? No one's gonna to want to go. Yeah. I think um to, to me, if you don't make a move and you decide to wait until the deadline for the price to go down, to me, that's almost punting the season because you, you've lost so many games in this meat grinder schedule the last two years or so where you're not only eight and a half back of the AL East, you're five and a half back of the wild card. So slowly but surely, all your avenues of making the playoffs are kind of in free fall right now. And I think to go with this same bullpen right now for another six weeks until the deadline, to me, you're guaranteeing yourself at least, at least, one loss that you should not lo- be losing a week. But and the, eventually those are going to pile. You're out of it. You're exactly. Of it. That's what I mean. To me, it's like if you don't make a trade as soon as possible, you're punting the year. That's only, how I see it. Just quickly as well, you just said something about like leaving it to the last minute. I think things have changed. I think the longer you leave it, the the higher the price goes up. I think that that's going to happen now. I don't I don't think it goes the other way because if you don't, if you don't want to trade, you don't trade like you've got to give me what I want for the player that you want. Well, if I was Colorado, if I was Colorado and the Jays called me and said, we would like Michael Givens and Kyle Freeman. I'm just, those are the two names I'm going with right at the moment. Yeah. Or you can even say John Gray and German Marquez. You want to say those two names too. I would be looking and saying, okay, you know what? I really need a third baseman, a young third baseman. I want Jordan Groshans and I want somebody else and I want somebody else. And if the Jays say, nope, okay. But deep down, if, you know, if Colorado, we, if you know, it depends on what they want. Obviously, they need a third base. They're ne- they may not get another one from another team that's looking for those four pitchers. So they may have to turn around and go back to the Jays and say, okay, well, give us Jordan Groshans and a low prospect or something. Like, they may give in. Like, I know what you're saying, Jay. But usually, historically, if you wait to the deadline, um, some teams – you know, it depends on what they want. It's a 50 50. I guess, I guess it depends how bad the desperation is as well, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but there's there's always going to be demand for relief pitching. There's always mm-hmm. going to be leverage for those teams. They know that teams are going to be calling up asking for relief pitching at the deadline. So their ideology is that if we don't get a premium package right now, there's no point in rushing to make a deal when we're going to get a bunch of suitors 
in the next coming weeks. That's what I mean, and, that, and that's where, and that's why I'm trying to say the price kind of goes up. If they're, if they're, if you look at what's happening at the moment, like I just saw that you, the Yankees did a deal with Tampa Bay. Like, yeah, they 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 traded a Ford but for, for, for me. That makes no makes no sense whatsoever. Like, why are Tampa well, Bay and the Yankees trading with each other in the first place? Well, it made sense for for New York because they needed to put Britain on the uh, the forty man roster, so that made sense for the Yankees. Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Rays, on the other hand, we've seen them take chances on players that nobody wants. G Man Choi being one of the names, um, and they become very, very integral parts of their team. So, is Ford a waste of time? Well, we'll see what he does in Tampa. If he turns it around. Puts up numbers that are comparable to what G Man Choi does, then everyone's going to be rolling their eyes saying, Well, Tampa, it, it's possible, right? It's Tampa Bay, they can normally Tampa. turn shit into gold. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a language that this man has been spewing lately on this show. I'm at the beginning. I, I, I t- I, don't worry, I will beep everything out, but I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I'm just done. Like, like the whole thing for me over the last week or so has drained me. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm watching these games, whether it be I'm trying to watch them at like two o'clock in the morning or I'm watching again like the highlights in the morning. And I'm just looking at it and it's just it's it do you know what it's not even frustration. It's I'm I'm not even frustrated now. I'm at that point where I'm just like do something. Just do something. Either bring up some young guys. Bring up bring up some young guys. Or make a trade. We, there's no point stockpiling all of these youngsters that are. Some of them are not going to get in the team. If you if you're playing shortstop or you're playing second base, or you're playing first base, we don't need you. It's a reality, though, right? Yeah. So, I just remember something. the Jays tra- are not in the driver's seat in the in trade talks. The Jays are not in the driver's seat. Everybody knows they need something. Yeah. They need pitching. So. That's what I'm saying. If I was a team like Colorado, I would try and drain as much as I can out of the Jays before I make a trade. Or I would make it publicly known that, hey, the Jays and Rockies are talking. Well, maybe the Yankees want to come in and trade Florial and Torres and something to get maybe Story and another pitcher so something yeah. tells me that odor is packaged somewhere, <laughs> somewhere no, odor they will they will eat odor's contract if they have to i think they've they're just using yeah. them because they have them but if something better comes along he's probably the first person to go um, yeah it's, it's no doubt that if the jays are going to get a proven pitcher proven big league late inning reliever right now they're going to have to pay a premium price that's just how it goes now what they could do uh, an idea is you can go on, kind of go after one of these reclamation projects, guys who have have proven success of being a big league reliever not too far in, down the road in the in the past, but of having having a struggling year this year. And you know, the first name that you kind of reminds you of is Carl Edwards Jr. That's exactly what they tried mm-hmm. to do this year, and we saw right away why you know anyone could have had him. You struggling early on, so but the ball the bullpen can't be made up of all of these guys though. Surely there needs to be no. some kind of reliable arm in there somewhere. But yeah, the, the, unfortunately, right now that those guys are going to come at a premium price. That's the whole argument. But you pay that price, is it worth it? I'm starting to think that it could be because if you want to salvage the season, I'm not sure that there's another way. How many games in the last two weeks has the ball been the bullpen blown? Well, at least five. 
at least five. Like, just off the top of my head, I can think five. Well, they blew the last two. Well, yeah, the last two. Okay, so we'll go with four. We'll go with four in the last six because the two games four. in Boston and the two, these two games in, in with uh, the Yankees. Because well, that's well, just this week. That's just this week. Today's yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Today's th- we haven't even played today. Yeah. Like that. Like it, it's crazy. So I'm guessing that we're all agreed that it's relief pitching that that is the main concern. Like someone said on Blue Jay Center last night, like third base. Forget third base. I'm not bothered about third base because one to six, one to seven is, is, is batting. So who cares, right? So uh, for me, starting pitching, since they've changed it, Stripling's come back in and Manoa's in, I'm quite happy to roll with that, especially knowing that Hatch and Pearson could possibly bail us out if we do have a problem. It's, it's relief pitching. So let's just hope that they do pull the trigger and we get one or two. I think you're right. I think it's at least two guys. Yeah, you're I looking, think uh, you're looking at eight and nine. I'd be quite happy for Romano to come in seven, and then someone else eight and nine. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that th- there are other needs on this team. I think they will get another starter at the deadline. I, I think that the Stripling Manoa that's kind of a bridge to get to the deadline, which is fine. But I'm not sure that th- those guys are going to be in the rotation all year. I, at least one of them won't, in my opinion. So I think they will get one other guy. I think they might get a third baseman as well, but I agree. I think those needs can wait. Right now, you need a you need a relief pitcher or two as soon as possible. So no doubt that I think those needs you can push those off a little longer until the deadline. But right now, a, a, a reliever, a reliable reliever who can throw strikes, shout out to Chatwood, needs to come through that door as soon as possible. Um, let's take a look at Tampa did earlier in the season when they made that trade for for the Adamas for two bullpen guys. But they gave up. They gave up an everyday player too. That, that's yeah. a premium package. So yeah, but they also had someone step in. Uh, was it Taylor Walls? I think his name is the shortstop. Yeah, yeah. the youngster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if the Jays, I mean, one of my friends was talking about this, and they're saying, "Well, you know, we could do this, we could do that, we could do the next." I think Kevin Biggio's name was someone he had mentioned. Um, maybe Randall Grichik, but honestly, it's it's. It's, it's difficult, man, because you know the Jays, they're going to be used to like Rob was saying, it's going to be a premium that they're going to have to pay to get something back. And if you're giving up something that's a premium, and you could say Randall Grichik, you could say Kevin Biggio, it may even take Teoscar Hernandez or Lourdes Correale. And do we really want to trade those two guys? No. And, I, don't think, it, I, don't, I don't think Teoscar's going anywhere. Gurriel, if, if, the package is, if the package is enticing enough, I could see one of them go. If it's something where you can say, okay, I'm getting a starter for this year or next year, like Castillo, Luis Castillo. Let's say if it was him. And they said, well, we want Lourdes Correal. Well, see ya. Yeah, you see, they were, Rob's Thanks, already on, see it. Um, then, then you know, that, that makes, you could say that makes sense, right? Um, it, it's just, you've got to think that if they're going to trade a premium away, they, they got to have something to replace it. Uh, um, and you know, it, it, they're going to have to judge. They're going to have to judge that. We can sit here and point names and figure things out, but you know, it's. Um, I think Rob and I both said it best. We were wanting to wake up the next morning, hoping that there was something happening on Twitter, and nothing happened other than maybe Patrick Murphy. I think that I think the one I think the one that they may try may try is going to be Gritchuk. I think that 
over the last two weeks, his numbers have dropped. His output is nowhere near like it was the first six weeks. And with Springer, he's probably days. I think we see Springer tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, possibly tomorrow. I Possible. Think, yeah, I think the, this whole extended uh, stint down in the minors, I, I don't see it happening. I think he, I think he he comes back tomorrow. May, maybe DH, maybe centre field, but I think he comes back tomorrow. The Baltimore series. That's yeah. That's my call. Yeah. Typically, um, on a rehab assignment, if it takes more than three or four days games, then that would usually indicate that he's not 100%, which to me, like when I hear a guy going on rehab, like I think he's 100%. Like I assume he's 100% and then he's just getting in game action to get ready for big league games. But uh, I don't think a guy who is in a rehab assignment should have any, you know, should be as close to 100% as possible. So that's what I assumed when he got moved to the rehab assignment. So, yeah, I'm expecting him back any day now, hopefully as soon as tomorrow. I hope he comes back soon, but I think it's the the stamina in center field because I think he's only he only bit what, five innings the night before. I'm not sure how many innings he played last night. Um, I think building yourself up to play nine innings and then to see how your body reacts the next day. So I'm thinking I'm, – I'm hoping Baltimore, but I'm thinking Miami. But it's, it's likely he comes back – Against Baltimore, he can play center field one day, DH the next. I, I, I think they need. Uh, to me, again, it's an outsider's point of view, but I think that judging by everything that's happened this last week, it's tough against Boston because we should have come away with a sweep. series, yeah, a series win at least. I think it should have been a sweep. Um, and then, obviously, what's happened with the Yankees yesterday and the day before, I think that it could be this little bit of a spark that the team maybe need. And I think that he's also good being around being around the younger guys. I think he's a bit of an influence, and he's he seems like he's gelled pretty well with the guys when you see them all kind of chatting and hanging out together in the dugout. I think that he, I think they need him in and around them players at the moment. He's got the winning mentality, and you can't you can't buy that. I agree, but he's been, but he has been in a dugout. So yeah, um, up until but you mean on the field? But you mean no, playing on the field? Both, but like obviously the last two days he's been on a, he's been on a rehab assignment, so he's not actually been there. And I just wonder whether like his his influence in and around the players, like him just being there, actually helps. Obviously, he's been there, and we've lost a lot of games. But I just think that, like, I just think that there's something about him. Look, if you're going to pick two players, Randall Gritchick or, or George Springer, I want George Springer in, in in the team, whether he's DH, whether he's DH or centre fielder. It's not, it's not a, it's not even a debate. Yeah, well, he's got to be healthy first to get there, and that's kind of what the rehab is all about. I know that you know he's great in the dugout, but I think the players are much more rather have him on the field and contributing like he did for that short sample that we saw at the end of April. If he can, if he can play two games on a rehab assignment, he's ready to play as far as I can see. Yeah, I agree uh, that I'm totally with that. All right. So enough George Springer talk for now, because let's face it, it's a case of believe it when we see it. Um, it's been so long now. It's like, it's kind of pointless talking about, I kind of get on a tangent with it when it comes to him. Cause I'm like, we're just paying him so much money and we just haven't seen him 
it's it's that's frustrating that i can be frustrated about um obviously i've touched on i've touched on the umpires and i was going to go into it in depth but i just i just don't see the point and the, the the more we talk about major league baseball as a product and the umpiring and how it's run we me and rob might as well just leave and let sheldon go on for the next 40 minutes just ranting <laughs> about, about how badly it's run and uh the, i just I just don't see the point in actually doing that because it doesn't matter what any of us say really they're gonna do what they want to do because it's their thing right um the other big thing that I want to touch on is the whole cheating scandal that seems to be not flying under the radar but it's not really being made a big deal and I think that we were talking about this off air um I think that eventually this is going to kind of blow up to something very, very similar to the steroids scandal many, many years ago, um, probably before Rob was born. Um, <laughs> um, but I just want yeah, to see... Yeah, there's probably in there. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, just, <laughs> like... like I just I want to get your guys' opinion on it because I've been reading these stories and like people like bearing in mind I'm 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 just a nobody on Instagram but yet people have been like firing me these 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 stories and I'm like I'm looking at them and I'm like what what's, what's going on here? First of all, is using a substance cheating? Bearing in mind if it's it looks illegal. Like, but no, but, but hang on, hang on, hear me out. Is using a substance cheating? If everybody's doing it, we're talking. Yes. We're talking in in reality here. Like, I mean, personally, if they're all if they're all doing it, and it's it's not like they're putting this substance on, and they they throw eighty miles an hour, but they put something on their fingers, and they're now throwing it at one hundred and fifty miles an hour. That's not the <laughs> case, right? It's literally it's turning the ball, it's grip, but it's not. You still have to have the ability to do it. You pump yourself with steroids, all of a sudden you can hit the ball <laughs> to third base and then you take the steroids and then you're hitting it into the car park. That's that For me, there's a huge difference there. Yeah, but also you can say the same thing about the Astros cheating scandal as well because they, you know, you can make the argument that you look at those guys. There's a ton of good hitters in that lamp. They didn't need the cheat. But that's going to be my, but that's going to be. they still do it. But that's going to be my, that's going to be my next point. So the, the using a substance to, to pitch the ball, bearing in mind they're all doing it, is that cheating? That's one point. The second point is, is that one of the articles that was sent to me was about cameras being set up on pitchers' gloves and, and stuff like that. Now, first of all, is that against the rules? Because I don't know. And second of all, I, it, it, should, you be, should you be doing that anyway? Like, like, are, you, are we at a point now where, where teams have to set up cameras to try and get an advantage? Because that, for me, isn't sport. Like, I, I don't want to be watching. I don't want to be watching a sport where you've got these teams. Like, the the article I read was the Yankees, obviously the Astros. We everyone knows about the trash can scenario, but it looks like it might actually go deeper than that. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember who there was another team on there as well. Kansas City was one of them. Kansas yeah. City in 2015. That's right. When they, they won, right when they won the World Series, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, like, where are we as a sport at the moment? Because for me, 
something's not quite something's not quite right. And if you're going to come out and out this, I wish these people that are writing these articles would come out and out it and just say it and blow it up so that it gets to the bottom with it's dealt with. Bearing in mind the Astros didn't really get punished for this whole trash can thing yet. Now they're talking about 10, 10 game suspension or something. 10 game suspension with pay for a pitcher who uses uh, an illegal substance. Yeah. So, so back to your, back to your original question. If everyone's doing it is cheating. Well, it's almost like saying, you know, during our, during, during the steroid era, most, most of the players were taking something. And, um, there, I would say maybe well, I shouldn't say most, maybe about forty percent of the players were, were taking some, and you could see it in their numbers. Now it doesn't I'll, doesn't make you square a ball up, you know, with a round bat and a round ball. It doesn't allow you to do that any better, but it does allow you to to hit the ball a little bit further, and that's due to the fact that you can work out and be a little bit stronger. So, with that that ideology in mind, the Pine tar or whatever they're using, you know, spider tack, sticky tape, thumbtack, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, to my understanding, it's actually increasing the revolutions or the spin rate on the on the balls. And if that's the case, then well, if everybody's using it, and everyone's doing it, it's just like steroid scandal all over again. It's just that in a different form. So all this needs to be taken care of. And all I'm gonna say is this is at the commissioner's feet. You cannot turn and tell me in this day and age with all the cameras, with all the reporting, with all the social media that you could turn and say you didn't know or you weren't really sure what was going on or you were unclear what was going on. You have the ability to do these investigations. Do your investigations. Um, and I think part of the reason why I'm blaming the commissioner's office is he is elected and hired by the owners. So if the owners, by and large, are allowing it to happen, because you have a commissioner who's allowing it to happen, and you'll have the few owners who will kick against it, you know, it, there's got to be something that needs to be done. And does it go beyond Major League Baseball? Does, it, does this go into the U.S. Senate, where they've been years, decade after decade, they've been challenging the antitrust laws? baseball does that do something i don't know i i really don't rob before you before you before you give us your input on this i understand sheldon i understand what you're saying however i haven't the issue that i have with this whole thing was mainly the two people and they'll say their names i have no issue it's not like they're going to come after me like they can't even get out the country at the moment so i'm not worried about that but (laughs) tyler glasnow and Garrett Cole both said the same thing, that they don't understand why this is being made a big deal, um, but they don't want to see people getting hurt. Can anyone explain what that means? Like what, how someone gets hurt if you're not using a substance on your hand? Because I'm confused and I don't understand it. So what I think is this is kind of an extension of the Tyler Glasnow injury that we saw a few days ago about how the league has gotten so used to these foreign substances and using spider attack where the fact that they're just now getting these pitchers to stop using it, like banning it essentially, is leading to was what led to Tyler Glasnow's injury. He's blaming it on that because when you're not using spider attack, the grip of baseball, I don't have one to show you, but when you're actually holding it, 
would actually have to hold it without sticking it to your fingers, the bones in your muscle become more expanded and it, it's more exposed to injury. I think that's the point that he was getting at. And the so fact has, that has he got a hand injury then? Yeah, the forearm injury. Yeah. Yeah. He's blaming it on the, the new rules. But is this is the forearm. Mm -hmm. I, I understand, but it's like the extension, like the bones in your hand, that's what like connects you to your forearm. And he sounds like, like that sounds like crap to me. Carry on. I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I, I think that's where he's coming from. I don't agree with it. Because this um, is the same like, guy. This is the same guy that accused us of cheating, right? Well, I mean, he can't I be, he can't be hit. There's no way. There's no way in the world. These guys can hit me the way they did. Something's not right. Yeah, but no, then, it is then he says, but then he says he doesn't want people to get hurt because he's not putting this stuff on his hands anymore. I don't know. The yeah. words yeah. pot kettle kind of come to mind. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, you can see where I'm going with this. I just I, and it's not a direct dig at him because Garrett Cole kind of said something very similar. Well, Garrett Cole didn't even actually say anything. He just kind of danced around the issue. And um, again, you have two of your you know, brightest stars in the pitching department saying stuff that um, kind of gets people scratching their heads and really, you know, it's like, again, it's like the steroid era all over again uh, where people are denying it or people are trying to dance around the subject. Um, Garrett Cole, can pitch well without any type of additional help. I mean, the guy naturally throws 100 miles per hour, so he's, he doesn't need anything. Uh, but again, it goes back to the spin rate. And we've seen it, and uh, Rob might be Rob's a little too young, probably. I'm not trying to say he doesn't know, but he's a little too young. When we were growing up, um, you know, those type of things weren't talked about. We just said this guy's got a great curveball, and if you see it, you see it. And now, when you're going with spin rate and revolutions and all that stuff, nowadays, uh, but you, you take a look at some of the breaks on some of these pitches, and it just—it's literally like a video game pitch, man. It's it, that is. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Um, Blake Trennan's sinker, turbo sinker, man. That you, you see that thing. I mean, you know, twenty years ago, a sinker never did that. So yeah, it, whatever they're using is helping get more additional movement on the ball. Um, and we can see it in the strikeout. Look at the, the stats. Through the roof. Just quickly, do we think it's the reason that Tyler Chatwood is now terrible? It's uh timing's I mean, very timing's very good though, right? I'm gonna let Rob take this I one. I don't want to go I don't want to go into the whole, you know, <laughs> correlation equals causation, but it's it's a convenient timing. The fact that a guy who is notorious for throwing a ton of balls and walking guys his whole career and was lights out at the start of the year, who now can throw a ball over the plate for a strike, it's definitely convenient. I, I like I'll just say I'm not gonna accuse him of say, of being, you know, that's the only reason why he was good early on in the year. But if someone told me that Tyler Chatwood was using spider tack and he's surprised. not anymore, I would not be surprised in the slightest. That's all I'm going to say about that. What's the what's the what's the answer here? Because like this, I think this is the start of something. Like you say, I, I think this is going to blow up at some point. Um, what what's the answer here? Because if the players are saying that they're going to get injured. Major League Baseball saying you can't do it. Some something's got to give somewhere, right? So what's going to happen? I, I Trevor think... Bauer asked. No, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I said my my overall take on this whole you know cheating is I'm all for sign stealing and getting a competitive advantage over your opponents, but not regardless, beyond one. Regardless of how you get the signs, though, like no, 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 no. I'm 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 leading there. I'm saying beyond one's own retention period. I don't agree. Using technology, using devices, using you know extra substances to cheat. I'm not for that. Like that's that's not how the game should be played. I'm saying. If you can steal signs within your retention period, like within your retention ability as you know a human being, you can remember their signs and kind of portray them however way you want. I'm for that. But if you're using technology or foreign substances, then at that point, it's just what are we talking about here? Like you said, it's not you know the, the integrity sport is of the sport. The integrity of the sport goes out the window, and and then, exactly. and then it becomes then it doesn't become a sport anymore, as far as I'm concerned. And, and here's the thing, too, that you also got to remember. It's not so much the integrity of an individual player, but like, let's be honest, Major League Baseball and professional sports in general, they're a league that you have a job based on a meritocracy. If you're good enough, you're going to play. And if everyone around you is cheating, then aren't you kind of forced to cheat as well? Because you're well beyond, you're well below the ability to keep up with these performances. So you think, well, if they're getting an advantage on me, why shouldn't I counter by doing the same thing? So I think it, it it goes beyond the integrity of the players. It's just eventually they may be forced to do it because you have no other choices. A replacement level player who's making 500K and, you know, he, he's a few bad games away from being on the waiver wire. Why wouldn't he go out and do something like that? Come on, Sheldon. Oh, I just left you guys stunned at that point. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Rob used so many big words there. I kind of I, I need to go get a dictionary. Um, <laughs> no, um, I think what they got to do first of all, they got to try and clean their, their own front office, man. I mean, that's a total disaster. Um, that's number one. But number two, if the pitchers are really adamant that they need something, if they really do need something, and I get it, if it's cold weather, they want a little bit of extra grip. I get that. Trevor Bowers already openly said, "What about sweat and?" rosin is that something illegal and i don't think it's illegal i think i mean if you have a rosin bag at the mound that's not illegal as far as i'm concerned um buck Walter and i we talked about it universal pine tar rag put it in the back there behind the mound both pitchers can use it or in the COVID era put two of them there and that's it they can go to it they can do what they need to do with it and they could go from there and just make that that's the only thing you can use Anything else, that's a banned substance. Um, but uh, I agree with Rob, man. If you're going to – I mean, sign stealing has always been a part of the game, but it's been done at the field level. It's never been done from the, the stands or in a front office or in a dark room or on a garbage can or anything that – you know, any of those things. It's always been done at the field level, and that's where you get – uh, the catchers, you know, making adjustments, pitchers making adjustments, base runners making adjustments. Uh, the, the, I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with everything else. Uh, I'm pretty much like with, uh, with problems. See, the, the, to me, like com- considering how much money is involved in the sport, they're not very clever. Because just sitting here now, I've devised an idea that no one's thought about, like with technology, like you said, it has to be at the, at, at, at the field level. Imagine if they got like 
if you're the, on the pitch, uh, you're, you're, you're the batting side, but you want to know what the pitch is pitching, just fly a drone down, a real small drone, just with a camera to see what's, what his gloves doing. Nobody would ever see it. And, and there you go. Like drones is the way forward. You want to cheat, use a drone. Or if you're, if you're the pitching side and you're up against like a Vladdy, you just get, you just, <laughs> you just build these little like small flies, like electronic, like you see on the movies and just fly them in there. So when he's trying to bat, this little fly is going in front of his face. Problem solved. So now we're going, from, we're gone from Terminator trying style. to get rid of it. We're trying to go, we're trying to clean the game up, and Jay wants to bring in GI Joe resolution. Yeah, like I just with all these little firefly uh, flies and stuff like that. Just these little ideas coming to my I, head. I have an idea. I, I have a, I have a solution. I have a, I have a, I think it could be a viable solution. You know how the NFL has, you know, helmets that you know you can have, have microphones in the helmet. Uh, you can hear what the coach is calling, what the offensive coordinator is calling. Why don't you know baseball try something like that, where you know the catcher and the pitcher they both have you know an earpiece. And the the bench coach or the pitching coach, he yells what the sign is, and all of a sudden you just there's that no more work. signs. That, that could yeah. definitely work. But yeah. sponsored, also by Apple, some, sponsored by Apple earbuds. Yeah, <laughs> but you also got to think some cats do like to call the game, so it'd be kind of it would be kind of interesting to see uh, Yadier Yadier Molina trying to call a game when you know some you know you got to hear him talk right, or he can say it in a different language or something, or they could just call like how they call in like you said in, in the NFL, Omaha. And that could mean something, right? Something totally different. Uh, so it, it, that's not a bad idea. That's actually a, a really, really good idea where you can kind of use the technology, but just have it between the pitcher and the catcher and the, the coaches. If they use that idea, me and Sheldon want 10%, yeah, each, because it's my show Whoa. and he's here. So like just well, well, where's my cut? I'm I'm the one who yeah you came you came up you you eighty percent eighty percent we want our ten percent like because we were here and uh, you actually discuss and you actually discussed that's with open us. for that's open <laughs> for negotiation another time we'll we'll, we'll discuss the, the the equal division of the profits but uh <laughs> we'll, we'll stay on this the topic but ultimately I know where you work man. <laughs> 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 ultimately it, it, you just it just seems that it's going to come down to well you should either ban it completely or make it accessible for everyone i think that that's at this point the only feasible solution and it appears as though they they're making the right move by just banning it this because... this has been going on for a very long time though right since since right. The, since like sheldon's years like this has been going on before that like so so surely it's so it's me, gone. It's gone. It's gone progressively. I want to say worse. It's got progressively more um, dynamic in how they're doing it. So but it's that's gone like from any the field sport. Of, that's like any sport, though, isn't it? Oh well, yeah. Well, the, the the New England Patriots were notorious for sign stealing and watching out what was going on. So um, So yeah. So like maybe maybe it doesn't get it doesn't get thrown out the window. But maybe you're right if they can come up with a solution where they've got something surely something is better than nothing and if everyone's using because there are obviously more substances that are stickier than others and like super glue on their hands and get the ball off but like that's that's just where it's going isn't it so if they've all got a kind of level playing field then there's no issue um but, i'm but still, here's confu- the thing, still confused here's, here's, the thing. Right. here's one last point that I want, I want to make sorry to cut you off there but uh no, you're not. Well, there's already been there's already been complaints about the product of baseball being way too much advantage pitcher. 
wouldn't you rather just completely cut all these external advantages out of the game and kind of remove at least to some degree the pitcher advantage and eliminate the three outcomes that kind of it's been occurring in baseball lately strikeout home run walk that's that, that works that works but i tell you when that only works is if both teams are hitting because we watched the other day i didn't find the the blowout 18 four or whatever i didn't find that that enjoyable to watch not 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 really i'd rather i i I enjoyed the pitching games i enjoyed the 2-1 game last night i enjoyed yeah i enjoy a game a a game that is competitive there's i i I don't like sport where there's one team way better than another team like for me that doesn't work so i get what you're saying but that only works if both the teams are, are quite competitive with each other because when you've got a, and I say this, fingers crossed, but a, 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 a Jays versus Baltimore, if every game's a blowout, it's kind of, it's, it's not that enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, we won. But actually, when you look back at the game, was it really that much fun? Was it good to no, I'll see what, yeah. at this point, I'll take some blowouts. It's much <laughs> yeah. better losing these heartbreaks. Take a look at how exciting the Dodgers in the race were in the World Series. Um, and how people were kind of riveted to those games and how there was always some kind of turn or some some kind of, I mean. Yeah, yeah but here's, here's the thing, though. That, that's exciting for us, the baseball purists. Like, for us, like, mm-hmm. no matter how bad the product is, like, you know, 707, we're going to be sitting in front of the TV watching for the next four hours. But for this new generation of fans, you know, they want to see the Mike Trouts of the world. They want to see these big-name players. And as, as great as the Rays were at, at doing everything right and seeing everything they touch turns to gold, every player they sign becomes a borderline all-star. You know, no one wants to see a bunch of pitching changes in the World Series and Joey Wendell hitting fifth, <laughs> dropping once. You know, it's the, the the product in itself for the casual baseball fan has gotten a lot worse, and I feel like that's what's wrong. The, the purists, the guys who have always will always be a fan of the game, they're still there. They're not going anywhere, but it's the casual fans that are kind of being turned off by all this. That's that again. It goes back to the front office, the the commissioner. Like you got to market the game and. There are so many marketable players right now. Market the players, man. I mean, but how they're many not marketing the players. They're, they're pointing no, they're the finger not. and saying, "Look at you, dirty cheaters!" Look what you yeah, <laughs> yeah, they should be marketing Tatis and Guerrero Jr. and and Trout and Soto and and those guys. But um, their marketing department, man. Sheldon, we th- will do. We will do. Uh, we will do a front office show at some point where we can where we can dive deep and you can call out old Manfred and you can say what you want. Now's now, now's not the time because two things, somebody just mentioned Mike Trout. Do we really want to see him in the all-star game when he's not really playing? Well, Uh, I don't think he'll be healthy by then. But But even still, like do they have to change how this all-star voting is done and the all-star game? Like it's great. It's great that Vladdy has got the most votes and he probably will end up with the most votes because Steve's voting five times a day from 10 different accounts or whatever (laughs) um, to make sure that that happens. But like for me, if it's an all-star game, surely it should be whoever's played the best baseball in April, May, June, one week in July. 
it it shouldn't yeah. be just on Theoretic- the theoretically yeah but it's always been the fans it's always the fans that's voted and um to take it away from the fans uh they already got an issue with the fans as it is to take away something else from them I, that might be hard but do you but understand I don't what I, i'm do you understand what i'm saying i, I think with mike answer. I, the two-part answer to this so, listen uh, zach stop interrupting me when i'm giving an answer God damn it. No, no, actually, <laughs> I, I think i've cut you off too many times today i always you <laughs> take the floor man I'll, I'll i'll be ready locked and loaded after you give your take oh you bum <laughs> <laughs> um i think with mike trout uh it's, it's a good example he hasn't really played the entire season and he's you know he's up at the top in the vote getting but um I think his character will step in and say, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and I think the fans won't be upset with him. They'll understand. Uh, now, if it was someone who's not so popular or not so well-liked, um, you know, it might be a different story. But, uh, you know, let the fans vote the starting nine and then let everybody let, let the baseball players themselves vote who they think should be in the All-Star game. I think that's how it should go. Uh, and I know they have a – uh, I think they have a they have a say in it. I think they have like a fifty percent say in it. You know what? Just let the let the players do it all themselves. Let them do the rest of the, the lineup. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I think Mike Trout probably won't be in the All Star game anyway. I mean, he's too banged up and too hurt. And I the Angels stepping in and saying nope, nope. Um, he could probably go there as a visitor and be near the guys, but I don't think he'll be playing. Um, I. Probably we might see Oscar Hernandez be in the All-Star game. We'll see about that. Um, my uh, my response to this whole thing... Any, uh, we, we're running out of time. I don't want to hear what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Wow. All right. All right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go on, man. I'm, jo- I'm, joking. I'm joking. I just thought it'd be funny. Go, Karen. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, I, I think that there's pros and cons to this. And you know, the, obviously, the, the biggest pro to this is you, you have fans. You know, fans who are into this and voting and, you know, from someone who runs a fan page that's driven by fans, fan interest, you have to have fan engagement as much as you can. And I think that's what major league baseball is doing with this fan vote. That's the whole point of it because they are an entertainment product at the end of the day. But the, obviously the, the glaring issue is that you have a lot of players in certain geographical regions, you know, let's say, for example, you guys remember back to the 2016, the fa- final vote when Michael Saunders got in, George Springer was one of the guys who he was going up against. And George Springer, you know, he's un- undoubtedly a better player than Michael Saunders is. But because Springer played in, you know, an individual state, Texas, as opposed to Saunders who played for an entire country, he had a huge advantage. So that's when, you know, the, the bad part of it comes out. But I understand why they do it. And it's unfortunate that some of these players are going to get left off simply because they don't play in, Front of fan bases that get behind them as much as others do. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I totally agree. That Michael Saunders one was uh, kind of interesting to look at. Strange. I was just like, yeah, it was it was kind of strange. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's why I feel that you know, once the fans vote their starting nine, let the ball players do the rest. Let the ball players vote who they feel should be in the All Star game. And I think you'll see a little bit more of a balance that way. But um, but we'll see. Okay, so in about well, less than an hour, we play the final game in the series against the Yankees, a game that we have been saying we have to win. I've been saying that since last week. It's a game we have to win. 
Um, they now see they, that all of the games seem like the games that we have to win. We just can't drop any more further behind. Luckily, Tampa, Tampa, they nearly came back yesterday as well, didn't they, Tampa Bay? They're like 7 nothing down. They managed to bring it back to 7-7. Seven, seven. Um, they, they, they're playing well. You can't argue with how well they're playing at the moment, but enough about them. Um, game we have to win. I, I don't see anything other than a Jays win tonight. I think that Vladdy's going to put on a show. I think he's so pissed about what happened yesterday. Um, looking forward, though, Sheldon, you've already said you've already kind of touched on it. So we play we play Baltimore first, and then we play. You said is it Miami? Miami, after that? and then Baltimore, then Seattle. So, but how many games is that though? That's more. That's, eleven. It's eleven games. So you reckon nine and two, Rob? What's your take? What do you? How do you think it goes? Maybe go, maybe go with your heart rather than your head, because if if we know by anything over the last week or so, it could end up being five and five, which isn't good for anyone. Uh, I, I do feel like they'll win more than they lose for their sake. They have to. Uh, I think that this stretch right now, this next eleven game stretch, you got to rip off ten of your next 13, 15 of your next twenty. I said this in the group chat yesterday. Nine and two would be a phenomenal that that would kind of offset a lot of these bad losses. But to me, I, I just, with this bullpen right now, like I said, I think they're going to lose a couple of games that they probably shouldn't lose. So I'm probably going along more of the lines of seven and four, eight and three. Okay. I don't, I, I honestly don't know. I like, I, I like normally I'm quite quick to pull out some numbers, but yeah, I just, I, I'm down. I'm I'm deflated. I just I don't I don't know where the next win comes from. Apart from tonight, I'm quite confident that tonight we win. But judging by how the season's gone, we either play Bolt we play Baltimore. It's a, it's three game series, right? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, um, so I think they have then they, I think they have a four game series or another three. Three uh, two. No, we're off, off because day. we're off. We're off. off, 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 off day, yeah. Two games against the three. Marlins. Two games against the Marlins, and then I think. Baltimore comes to Buffalo, and then we For go to three? no, no, no. Yeah, I think Buffalo. Sorry, Baltimore comes to Buffalo, and then Seattle comes in right after yeah. them for the weekend. I think that's how it goes. I can check right now, actually. Yeah, the I'm going to check too. Yeah, <laughs> while you, I'll talk while you're checking. But like I say, the worst thing is, is that we're kind of assuming, hoping that we we win the series against Baltimore, hopefully sweeping them. But with the way things have gone, it wouldn't surprise me. Texas was the classic example where we end up losing the series that we should have won. And got just, seven games against they got seven games against Baltimore this next yeah, eleven games. It's a, it's a four game series with the mm-hmm. Orioles. So so the four game series extends towards next weekend and then the following week, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we play Seattle. Okay. So it's it it's it, it's 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 a huge it's a huge 10 days, 11 days coming up, really, isn't it? Like, we of course. we can't afford... Like I say, it'd be interesting to see if they do make a move. It'll be interesting to see if Springer does come back this weekend. Like, Sheldon's not convinced, but... You said, yeah, you didn't, you didn't think so. I kind of feel like he's going to come back around Miami. Uh, I guess the Miami series. I don't know. I just I just feel that way. I don't, I'm, I'm afraid that if they bring him back anytime sooner, that... Another injury will happen because he's never really played nine innings on the field, unless you unless you're determined to make him the DH for the next little while. Would you? Um, would you? Would you do that? No. 
I, I need him in, last time. Yeah. I need him in center field, man. I mean, and I need Randall in right, and I need either Teoscar or Lourdes in left, and one of them as a DH. But you say that you need Randall in right, but he's he's not offering anything offensively at the moment, and he's he's just swinging at everything. Well, you said he was that, that, that's, that's the Randall Gritchick experience, man. That's how it goes. When he's on, he hits the ball as hard as anyone. He's a real contributor. And when he's off like he is now, it just seems that he can't even put a ball in play to save his life. That's That's been what he's been his whole career. We've just come just, to accept yeah, it. Yeah, we were all saying there was going to be a cold streak that was going to happen, and now it's happened. So, Okay, just because we're running out of time and I want to get this done, it's not going to get done tonight, but... I've been looking into something about trying to do a Kings of Trivia live. Would it be something wow. you guys would be interested in? Yeah, I've been looking into it, and I think it could well be possible where we could actually do it live, either on YouTube or possibly mm-hmm. on YouTube and on Insta at the same time. Do you think it's something that would work? And the question is, is do we find out who the real Kings of Trivia is and we go separate, we get four of you to play and it's four of you on your own rather than teams? So basically, basically a free-for-all. Oh, damn. I'm... Well, well, if Sheldon doesn't have access to, you know, some external electronic devices and I, I like my chances at coming back and winning. Oh, one. wow, this man just threw... Wow, this... He's already signed man. up to my drone project. <laughs> um... I'm betting. I'm actually betting on Lewis to actually win the game. He was great, by the way. I had him. I had him on yeah. last week, and he was really good. Really yeah, good. I, I'm oh, actually, I saw that. Yeah, I'm saying he's the heavyweight champ right now. So it's going to be everybody else fighting for the second spot. That, that's <laughs> I'm honest, man. Lewis is good, man. Lewis is good. But uh, I might have to call from a Starbucks because my Wi-Fi, I'm not sure <laughs> it's going to hold up. <laughs> it's been very good today. I've been impressed mm-hmm. with the Wi-Fi. Like it's been. It's been stable, making strides. There's been no, there's been no dropouts or anything. So, so this Kings of Trivia Heavyweight Championship, Intercontinental Championship belt that you're planning. Um. So I mean, there's a whole bunch of us. So I'm, I'm assuming you would have to do it in a couple of days. Like, we tested yes. out on. I was on, thinking. That's so not the one to. So hear me out. So this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking All Star Weekend. We have. Mm. We have the semi-finals on maybe like a Friday and Saturday, so we could have like we could try and get eight. Eight. We can try and get eight people. We have four on the Friday, four on the Saturday, and then the two, the two like leaders or first and second from both, both from both ones go through to the final on the Sunday. What are you thinking? We can do them before. We can do them before the the games. Well, it's one game, but like maybe before the home run derby, before the game on the Sunday. That's that's kind of where I'm thinking. It's just, a, it's just an idea that I'm floating out there. It's down to you guys to think, like, to see what you think and if, if people would be interested. And would the fans be interested more than more to the point? Well, I think the fans oh, yeah. were the last time. So, uh, I'm down, I'm down, man. Um, now, it's up to you to actually handicap who's in the one tier and who's in the second tier. It's like, you know, the premiership. I, I, kind, and- of, I kind of already know. Okay, honest, so you know it's like the you know it's like the premiership, and then there's like you know third division. No, no, let's not let's not let's not start belittling. People, Sheldon. <laughs> there's, there's just no need for that. But I know I'm not winning, man. I am honestly telling you, I'm not going to win that thing. I know this is going to crush us all. 
he's going to come up with some kind of stat or some kind of answer that none of us would ever think of it in our collective years of wisdom. And we're just going to say that's it. Dude's the heavyweight champ. You know. Well, I just thought it might be cool to do it live, like there and then. Like it might have a different feel to a feel about it, especially if the fans are getting in there. Obviously, we know that the fans would have to turn commenting off. Not yeah, because of all the answers. Not through the whole thing, but we'll fi- we'll figure out we'll figure out some way of doing it. But that's that's what I'm I'm looking into it. I think there's a way of doing it where we can have all the all the the scores and everything up. I might have to get an assistant to come and help me, like like behind the scenes. But it's something <laughs> it's something that I'm looking at, definitely looking at doing. And if we can't do it live, maybe we'll still do it over that weekend anyway. Just try and record it early and make sure that it's up by the evening. Let's do it, man. Time place. Plan. That's all I need. That's all I need. Guys, can we yeah. play, can, can we place a wager on who's going to answer and who who will get something right? You don't. You mean who 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 doesn't get anything right? Isn't that where you were going? I'm not even good. I picked. I I, I, I picked Andre enough. I feel sorry for her now. Oh. <laughs> and she does my scheduling for the Blue Jay Center, so I yeah, I can't exactly. complain. Oh. Every week on Thursday, Ann sends a schedule, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, give me these dates, Ann. Thank you." And now look what's going on. Turning the tables. Come on, man. Hey, she gives she gives me my days, man. I can't complain. Like she doesn't give me like every single Yankee game, but you know. Shout, shout out to Ann, though. Big help. Yeah, she's yeah, she's totally awesome. She's totally awesome. You should actually have like a Queens of trivia and have Brian and Ann go at it. Dude, I tried to get them on. I think after the disaster of the Kings of Trivia from before, I don't think we'll ever see them on here again. That's because a whole bunch of guys were there. The guys were gone, and boom, I think you would have some. She held you, her you, own. You, you should get uh, get them on like uh, you get like us on individually, like Luis or I have tried. I have, I, I have tried. I have tried with the, with the girls. I will. Um, I will continue. Well, guys, we've run out of time. We have run out of time. Game's on uh, very, very soon. I want to try and get this edited. Um, always massive thanks to Sheldon and Rob, both from Blue Jay Center. Boys, where can we find you uh, over the next few days? You said it right there. At Blue Jay Center. You know, it's only one place. We only have one official account, some backups, but that's where we're posting. We'll have lives after every single game. Come join us to check out our depressing reactions after Heartbreaker, <laughs> after another Heartbreaker. Hopefully there's not one tonight. But yeah, find us there. Blue Jay Center. Blue Jay Center. That's where I'm at, man. These guys are awesome and uh, having a lot of fun with them. So check us out there. Don't forget, guys, uh, make sure you head over to YouTube. Uh, if you consume your podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere else, make sure you hit like, share, subscribe, follow, all that kind of shizzle. Um, and we'll be back for another edition of Jay's Talk with Jay very, very soon. For now, go Jays.